We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. So tell me... A little bit more about that zone that you get into as an actor. You you can't get into it at will, can you? No, I think you can make yourself calm at will, and then you can give a, a, a good performance. But when you get to that place, and you have people that are working with you, and they throw you the line, you throw them the line, they give you that, that hug, or they give you that touch, and then it just sparks something, and then you just end up getting there, you know? And it's sort of like, um, I would say it's like great sex. It's just like, whoa, if you've ever had it, you know what it is, and it's like, oh, God, just amazing. Cheryl Lee Ralph is an amazing veteran actor who won a Tony for the original Broadway production of Dreamgirls, but is best known to a lot of people as Brandy's tough stepmom on Moesha. She's now directed a powerful short film for BET Her about women's health and internet fame called Like, Comment, Subscribe. She's a pretty amazing, fascinating, interesting person. For half of this interview, you can get it for free. For the full interview, go to patreon.com slash show. For now, let's get into the amazing, the awesome, the powerful Cheryl Lee Ralph on Torre Show. So... You have made a really powerful short film for BET uh, about a woman with breast cancer who's being really thoughtful about it and really loving with her fans uh, on social media. It's called Like, Comment, Subscribe. And um, it's what, And you're directing this. You don't appear in it. You're just directing it. I want to hear you talk about just what you were thinking about as a director in 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 overseeing this piece because it's a very loving heartfelt emotional piece first of all i thank you so so much for that because i really wanted to touch young women especially young women of color okay black to let them know how very important they are and that they cannot downplay what they mean to the world in a big or small existence. You're very important. 
how that script became so real for me was a month before when I first got the script, my brother married his partner and she had been diagnosed with stage three breast cancer. She's a social media influencer and she was, you know, doing her thing, staying positive, sharing it with people. So this is your sister-in-law in many ways that we're seeing. Yeah. A week before, the week before I started to shoot the film, she died of stage four metastatic breast cancer. Oh, no, I'm so sorry. Oh, trust me. So were we. And it was so, it was surreal that I'm reading the script and life was imitating art. So all I had to do in my mind was just play what I knew was a, a woman's reality. I had, I'd, I'd experienced it through talking to my brother and photographs that they shared. And I was just, this is it. This is important. Because if it could happen to a young woman like her, it could happen to anybody. Who so was take th- yourself, take yourself, your existence, your life, your love, your importance in the world, seriously. Who was and this woman? Tell us a say, little bit. Who was this woman? Tell us a little bit about her. Tamika. Tamika was young. You know, Tamika was was probably about getting ready to be 40 years old. Maybe she had four young children and uh, she was she was beautiful. You know, that kind of spirit. She was a beautiful woman, beautiful in herself, beautiful in life, you know, working on herself, becoming, you know, her best self. And she had, uh, you know, how sometimes regular everyday people battle with health care, access to health care or not. And you work certain jobs, they don't offer it. Or you work certain jobs and then they give you a lesser sort of health care. When something like cancer hits, you need an out and out army of care to be there for you. That care, that absolute great care did not happen for her till she married my brother. You know, maybe if they had known more, they might have done it sooner, you know, and um I I don't know. So she had all of those things. Very often we're in life patterns in life of not taking care of ourselves. You know, when you have children, women will always put their children first. They will always do that. So she might not be feeling well, mother, woman, Tamika, but you're going to check on your kids first. Do your kids have what they need? And sometimes you put these things off, you put them off, you put them off until we present black women to the emergency room, to the hospital, and what might have been a battle you could fight. You can't fight that battle anymore. This um, short film, about 20 minutes, there's really only three actors in it, right? The right. The woman her fiance and who doctor. and the doctor um Which for me I was very happy with because Teray you can be you can do these films you don't have a lot of money and you certainly don't have a lot of time how long did you have 
Two days. <laughs> wow, that's quick. That's quick. Two days. How many setups were there? How many setups were there? Oh, honey, please don't. E- I can't even remember. There were <laughs> there were so many. Okay. And I can tell you this, we had to cut four of them because I was just like in reading it, I said, I'm I'm not gonna make my days. You know, when you when you look at your 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 sheet and you talk to your DP and your crew and all, you can you can know what it is, how many pages you believe you can shoot shoot within a certain amount of time. And and I knew that we just were not gonna make all of that. So there was there are two actors that did not make it into the final script because I just it just it just couldn't happen. It just couldn't happen. The scene underneath the stars, well, that was just not going to happen because by the time we really wrapped, it was dawn. So, <laughs> you know, it was it was a lot, but we were able to pare it down to what it is you see. And it just worked. And not having a lot of time, I figured that, you know, with women. There are, a lot, there are a lot of feelings inside. There are a lot of feelings that you won't show. So I wanted to use the camera to, in some ways, get inside her mind. You know, there's one part where the doctor's telling her the bad news. And I didn't want to just sit on her. I wanted to feel her emotions, which she didn't want to let out. So you could see her eyes. And it was like a flood of tears. She wouldn't show that, really. It might be just a tear if it was real, but inside it's a flood of tears. You saw that. Then inside, outside, she's quiet, but inside she's screaming. And we were able to show it like that. And it it came out better than I expected. And I was, I was very, very happy. What is, let's talk about what it means to be a director. Ooh, I love that. You know what? A director has to live and breathe for the script. The director has to love the message, the everything. The director is the one who sees every move. You must know and see where the scenes are, where the characters are going. But I'm an actor's director, so I may see it, but I don't want to tell you what to do because very often you get some skilled actors. They know exactly where the character is going. They know exactly how to move it to get the feeling that it is you want. So I was very happy that I had young actors and these young actors wanted everything that I had in my mind for the film. And we were able to get it together. So a director has to see every move. A director has to work with everybody and a director has to make everybody feel good about what it is they're doing and where where they are. I mean, it's like you've got to make the crew feel good so that every move happens on time and as quick as possible. Uh, Director has to make the cast feel good so that the cast knows that they're being taken care of and it's going to be all right and I get it and we're working on this together. A director has to make the producers feel good. Don't worry, I got you and I will deliver this final project to you and it's going to be wonderful. A director is literally directing it all. And you have to, and it takes a certain amount of skill to do all of those things. A director even has to make the extras feel good about being there. I've been on a couple of sets and I've always impressed with how the director 
really needs to be sort of left brain and right brain at the same time. And you talk to the actors in a sort of poetic way, and then you're talking to the DP or the lighting people in a very technical way about lenses, and then maybe the producer sitting there, and you got to talk about money and time, which is like a different part of the brain. And and you got to be able to flow within, you know, a two-minute period from the left to the right to this or that. And it, it's it's a very complex uh, job involving like all of your soul. It is. And that's why I believe a director must absolutely love the script. Because if you don't absolutely love the script, there's no reason for you to spend that much of your being on a project, whether it's a month, a year or two days. You've got to love it to stay involved. And it was so it was so interesting for me when I'm on stage and I'm acting or I'm singing. There are moments where you get in a zone and you fly. It's like you just start to elevate. It's like the sky opens up and you're just in that place and you're like, yeah, 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 that's me. That's right. That's how we do this. Uh Uh-huh. And when I got on set and I said that first action, it was like I got right to that place. And I was like, oh my God, I am right where I should be. And I am loving this. And it was, it was just one of the best feelings ever. And I felt so good because it was almost like Tamika was saying, that's right, Cheryl, tell my story. Tell those people my story. Let me live again. And I was like, wow. I mean, of course, we we know you primarily as an actor. You've been acting for, you know, a super long time. I've been acting since I was 19 years old and probably way before then. But I joined Screen Actors Guild at 19. So I've been a union working actor my whole life. So tell me a little bit more about that zone that you're talking about that you get into as an actor. You you can't get into it at will, can you? No, I think it's, I think you can make yourself calm at will and then you can give a, a, a good performance. But when you get to that place and you have people that are working with you and they throw you the line, you throw them the line, they give you that that hug or they give you that touch and then it just sparks something and then you just end up getting there, you know? And it's sort of like, um, I would say it's like great sex. It's just like, whoa, if you've ever had it, you know what it is and it's like, oh God, just amazing. Um, what does it, what does it mean? What does it take to be a great actor? I, I never downplay things like being curious. I never downplay being well-informed, well-educated, traveled, but really, really inquisitive about people, about life, about situations. Whenever I'm in a 
any kind of situation, I'm always paying attention to everything around me. I pay attention to people. I pay attention to what they wear, how they walk, what they, how they're talking, what it is they're saying. And it's like, I, um, and that's helped me a lot because I can pick up and create a lot of human beings because I'm always inquisitive. You know, it's like, I listen to people's accents, the way they speak, speak, you know, I, I want to do an African. I want to do an African sister because, you know, I'm not an African, but I think the African, the accent, you know, especially from the West Africa, I think that is somebody that I could do. And, you know, I think about stuff like that. Then I think, why is it so many, you know, so many Brits, they come over to America and they work. And I think it's because, you know, they're, they're quite skilled, they're quite educated, you know, and all, but they, they study well. And I always say to myself, you know, I'm going to practice that accent because possibility might come for me one day to go over there and work just as well. You know, if they can work here, possibly, you know, we can reciprocate and I can work there. <laughs> so, you know, but also, you know, different accents, you know, they take on different people. And then, you know, sometimes you got them kind of folks. They's just like, you know, shit. I don't know what the hell y'all talking about, but y'all doing from here. Y'all don't know what we're talking about. So what you really talking about? Because I'm sorry, I don't understand what you're saying, huh? So you know, it's like so many, so many different things. You know, I, I, I've had a bunch of actors on here talking about how you have to be a student of life and how they, they like to take that time. They might just go to a diner or whatever and just watch people and just like you're saying, like pick up the details of of movement, of expression, of just like how to be a person in the world. The human being human in life. It's not, it's very, it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody. You ever, you ever notice how sometimes somebody might be young, but then they'll take on a character that's ill. And it's because everything about their young life has to disappear to go to the person that's ill, you know, the person that's ill might not might smile, but they might not smile as often because they probably are in pain. And it's like you have to realize that, you know, little things, little things, you know, sometimes actors do that upset me, though, when they don't think things through. It's like, don't put a cup of water or tea or coffee up to your mouth, put it down and your lips are dry. Did you not think that through? I'm going to see your dry lips. And then immediately I'm like, oh, my God, at least put a little water in there or something. Little things like that get me. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her 
daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Influencer. It's a word that gets tossed around a lot these days. There is a woman who went the distance, who broke ground as the first true influencer by living a remarkable life. Her name, Elizabeth Taylor. I'm Katy Perry. This is the story of the original influencer. This is Elizabeth the First. Elizabeth the First, the podcast, wherever you listen. How do you um, have longevity? in this business? Do you know people ask me that all the time? (laughs) And all the time I have to say, I don't know. But there are at least two other women that I know very well who have longevity. Loretta Devine, and I were together on stage doing Dream Girls, the original musical. My friend to this day. And Loretta has had longevity, right? She has a new movie coming out called Spell. Oh my God, it's so good. And she's great in it. Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer Lewis and I have known each other since we were 19 years old. Talking about we are going to be stars and we were going to make it. At the Howard Johnson, there used to be a Howard Johnson on Broadway. Yep. 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 And we sat in the window and we shared an apple pie because we didn't want to spend our money. And we both had water because we didn't want to spend our money. (laughs) Talking about how we're going to make it. And she has had longevity. And um, now Blackish is going to be turning into Oldish. And since she is my old friend, I guess that'd be true. But, you know, it's, we have just carried on. We have just remained relevant. We have just continued to work and literally scratch out a place for ourselves in an industry that when we were much younger, 
was not afraid to tell us that they didn't know what to do with us. I'll never forget a casting director looking at my 23-year-old face telling me, what do I do with a beautiful young Black girl? Do I put you in a movie with Tom Cruise? Do you kiss? Who goes to see that movie? He said that to my face. I will not forget the producer who, when I braided my hair, looked at my hair and said, can't you find a hairstyle more natural? Right. And when I was young and so eager, the industry wanted to tell me in so many ways, there's no place for you. I'll never forget the agent who looked at me after Dream Girls and said, you're beautiful, you're talented, remember your place. Don't be like that Diana Ross. When he said that, I said, whatever place Diana Ross is in, that's the place I want to be. I'll never forget these things. Never forget it. But like I always say to other young artists, you got to hang on in there if this is what you want to do. Because if you can't hang in there, do something else. Because this industry is full of people who have lost their minds because they couldn't try anymore or they tried too much and they were disappointed. Fame and this industry, it is not for everybody. It will kick your behind and then stomp on you just because. Fame is difficult for an actor. And I would think that fame becomes part of your currency that allows you to have some power. Because when you walk in the room as a famous actor, you know, they already know who you are. They are there. You know, you are, you have currency, you have value. The audience will say, Oh, it's Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh yes. Yes. As opposed to somebody they don't know yet. Well, you know, it is what it is. It, it all depends on how it's used and, And I think when I say fame as social currency in the industry, absolutely work, but some works, but sometimes people use their fame as um, a weapon. You know, there are a lot of people who think that they are more famous than they really are. And then they come to places and situations with bad attitude or big demands. And, you know, it's, um, it's just not good because, Trust me, as famous as you may be, somebody somewhere has no idea who you are. Yes, of course. So right. you, you were talking about some of the challenges that you face as a younger actor and people saying, you know, basically, you're never going to go anywhere. What am I going to do with you? Well, now we've seen, you know, a hundred different uses for Cheryl Lee Ralph, and she fits in all these plays and these movies and these television shows, and she can do anything. But you hear often that life gets harder for actors and especially actresses as you move on in time. How has that been? If you mean getting older in an industry that loves youth, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm getting older. There are a lot of people who will never get older, ever. Right. I don't want that alternative. I'm very happy getting older. I'm very happy having been married, divorced, and remarried, happily watching my children grow older. I'm happy with that. It's a, it's a good thing for me. 
you know, but um, I, I'm just pleased that the industry keeps hiring me. You know, there are a lot of, yeah, you know, and I say this to people a lot. See, all those children who used to watch Moesha when they were little and they hated D when they're young, they adore me now that they're older. And a lot of them have their own production companies. And I'm like, yes, hire your mother. Hire your mother. So, you know, <laughs> all we can do is carry on. Just carry on. That That is that is all I can do. Who are some of the actors who you really love and sort of like look at their performances and their ability and be like, wow, like that person is really transcendent. First of all, there's so many. I mean, I love to watch Viola Davis work. Mm. I love to watch Cicely Tyson work. Um, I love um, Sterling. Um I love um uh, Denzel. I love um who else do I love? They're just so many. You know, it's and they're just doing they're just doing such great work or have done such great work, you, you know. Pl- you you played Denzel's wife uh yes. in The Mighty Quinn. What was it yeah. like working with him and doing a scene with him. I mean, like everybody says he's one of the greats. So when you're in a, in the thing with him, what is that like? I, I always have the same answer. I always tell people, especially women, I say, it was better than you think. Yes. We had a lovely time. We just got, we just got along well. You know, I, I actually wrote about what it was like working with Denzel and, you know, knowing the family, you know, at that time in my life. And he and I had a very like brother, sister sort of relationship. He doesn't have a sister and I have um, three brothers. So it was always like, oh, we could argue at the drop of a hat. And I was determined to win and he was going to make sure I didn't. And it was just, we got along well. And then doing the movie together, it was like, great. You know, we used to have um, Pauletta, Denzel and myself used to have a small nonprofit where we gave toys out to the the children in the most challenged gang-ridden neighborhoods in Los Angeles. And um, we would go there ourselves, just in cars, to deliver these toys to kids. And it was amazing, a few years ago, a young security guard, he said, Miss Ralph, you remember the living toys in the hood? And I was like, yes, I remember toys in the hood. And he said, I got a toy and I got a job now. And I was like, wow, wow. You never know how you're going to affect people, you know? You just never know. So we made a great movie together and we helped um, people in their lives. What does eating healthy mean to you? 
Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E Market dot com slash Toray. Thrivemarket.com slash Toray. On March 16th, 2000, two sheriff's deputies were shot in Atlanta. Jamil Alamin, a Muslim leader and former black power activist, was convicted. But the evidence was shaky, and the whole truth didn't come out during the trial. My name is Mosi Secret, and when I started investigating this case in my hometown, I uncovered a dark truth about America. From Tinderfoot TV, Campside Media, and iHeart Podcasts, Radical is available now. Listen to the new podcast, Radical, for free on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Together. And, you know, they're just amazing people. You know, Pauletta and what she's doing, you know, working with John David. John David was the ring bearer in my first wedding. He refused to go down the aisle. I should have listened to him. But anyway, <laughs> it was all... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> It's just been, um, you know, great symbiotic relationships in life. But he's a great actor, and it was great working with him. You've worked with a lot of the towering greats. You worked with De Niro, um, who many people say is one of the very best in the business. What's it like working with him, and what makes him such a great actor when you're in a scene with him? He and I... It's it's interesting because you never know who it is you're going to have chemistry with, right? Amazing to have chemistry with Denzel. Amazing to have chemistry with um, Robert De Niro. Amazing to have chemistry with Whoopi Goldberg. You never know about chemistry because you can't fake chemistry. Either you and your, your acting partner have it or you don't have it and you just go through the motions. But with Robert De Niro, we were doing a film together called Mistress and I was playing his mistress. And it, it was interesting. We got We had one scene and I always loved this scene because this film was shot in, I think it was what, 19... 99 or something like that. No. Yeah. 1990, whatever. And there was a certain man who's occupying the White House who had a reputation of manhandling women and being unkind. And um, there's a scene where Robert De Niro grabbed me and I turned around and I said, don't play Donald Trump with me. And it, <laughs> I always play that back in my mind. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And from there on, it was just like, bam. We just got to that space. He and I had a moment 
in a car. The scene was set up. We're sitting next to each other. And we're going to take off. And we're waiting for them to do their whole setup and everything. And he turns to me and he said, you're good. Like, like you're like really good. You're like, you're like award-winning good. It's like, but you know, this industry is not looking for the black girl. And he took a breath and I was wondering to myself, okay, where's he going to go with this? And he says, so you have got to climb that mountain, wave the red flag and let them know that you're there because you are that good. And I was like, wow, thank you, Robert De Niro. <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> so I think I've been waving that red flag for quite some time. In fact, I write about that too in my um in my book. So it was, that was quite a moment. And it was, it was great working with him. Great. Another garlic though. He does like garlic. (laughs) Another giant you worked with Eddie Murphy in the distinguished gentleman. What's it like working with him? We actually had a good time. My dad Dr. Stanley Ralph was his principal, his assistant, no, his principal at Roosevelt High. And my father always said, there's only one student I wanted to kill, and that was Eddie Murphy. But he's a talented young man. (laughs) Wow. He was just, he was just great to work with. I remember when we were doing that, he was heartbroken. There was... It's his business. He's alive. He can tell his own stories. But something happened when we were shooting Distinguished Gentlemen. And when he got the news, he was like, are you kidding me? Really? And he was a little bit heartbroken at that time. But he got over it. (laughs) Okay. I don't understand the story. Um... Oh, that's all right. He just got his heart broken. We were shooting a movie and he got his heart broken. She chose somebody else and it wasn't him and he couldn't understand it. And I felt bad for him. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, who, who, can you talk about some of the things that you have learned from being around these, these giants, some of the acting things that you have learned that you've taken into your craft? There's a saying in Jamaica and, it's, and the saying goes, Holy Akana. And when, it, I guess it, it would be like if you're in a boxing ring, hold your corner. And when I'm in my corner, I'm afloat like a butterfly and sting like a bee. I come ready. Thanks so much to Cheryl for a great interview. And thanks to you for listening. And thanks to our super producers, Britt, Marcus Harkis, Noel, Sam Montes, Jason Reynolds, Gerville Calais, Michelle, Brenda Cox, Kathy F., and Kina Murphy. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Jackie Garifano. Our editor is Ryan Woodhall. Our photographers are Chuck Marcus and Shanta Covington. Our booker is Claudia Jean. And we're distributed by DCP Entertainment. And we will be back on Friday and on Wednesday with more amazing guests because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door, thanks to DoorDash. If you don't wanna do the dishes or you feel a little sick, 
Let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.